And when I looked closer, there was a, a Sasquatch face on the other side, and uh, it was looking right back in at us. Staring back at me is a silhouette of a very, very giant monkey. An intriguing discovery is being investigated in a community east of Seattle. Someone came across a lengthy trail of extremely large footprints. They are up there. Welcome, everyone. You've tuned into the Nicola Valley Bigfoot Podcast, a place where your encounters are told. To share your encounter and to be on the show, email me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Bob, and uh, I, I could tell you my story here, uh, one that I haven't uh, told a whole lot of people, uh, especially initially after it happened. About eight, nine years ago, coming from Birmingham uh, back into Lexington, Tennessee, which is about halfway between Nashville and Memphis, but uh, coming uh, that direction, I was, uh, it was early morning hours, probably 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. After I had went to Florence, uh, Alabama, I was on two-lane road. It started out as Route 20. After it hit the uh, state line between uh, Alabama and Tennessee, it turns into State 69, I believe, State Route 69. But in any event, very wooded out that area. Uh, and I mean very, very wooded. Uh, probably for a good stretch of about uh, 30, 40 miles. I was uh, on the higher elevations in those uh, in that mountain area, and uh, very little traffic, if any, at that time of the morning. And I happened to be come to a point where you go down into the bottom of the valley, and it's a little bit of a curves here and there. And uh, of course, I was uh, I had my bright lights on, no, no traffic coming either way, and and when I rounded the curve going down toward the valley, uh, sharp curve, uh, there, whatever it was, uh, was on the side of the road, and it was on to the left of me as I came around. And like I say, I had my bright lights on, and it immediately went down on all fours and kind of in a position where it just kind of backed away like it was going to just stop short or something. And it was as startled, I guess, as I was. It was all black uh, hair. Uh, its head looked like it was looking straight down to the ground, like it didn't want to look at the lights. Uh, uh, and I couldn't see any eyes at all. It was, the body was uh, not, uh, it, was, it wasn't like, it, like a, a cow or something with a big body and smaller legs. Uh, it was uh, kind of spindly. And I don't know what that uh, meant at the time. But in any event, when I looked at it, uh, it, it stayed in that position. And I just immediately, the hair went up on the back of my neck. Uh, and you, a lot of people I've talked to said, well, you should have took a picture. And that's impossible, especially going down the road. And I was as startled as it was. And uh, th that lasted maybe for about three or four seconds because I was at a very slowed down 
going around that curve down through there. It, it never moved, and and then I, when I went past it, looked back in the uh, side mirror, and it was still in that position. And uh, it, that was uh, it. Just struck me. I I could not uh, stop the car. Uh, to go back and take a look or anything else. I mean, my reflexes were just to keep going because it wasn't like a, you, you immediately know it wasn't a, a cow, a bear, or anything like that. And uh, that really was uh, just, in essence, all there was to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the next anything that I had was when I got home about six months later, I lived uh, in a remote area of the county up there in Henderson County, Tennessee. Uh, my brother called me. He lived about uh, between a quarter and a half a mile away from me. That was my nearest neighbor. And called me and said, there's somebody out there uh, that had his animals all shook up. And I said, well, who is it? Or he didn't know. So uh, I grabbed, uh, just grabbed my uh, nine millimeter because uh, like I say, I live out in the uh, country and uh, I didn't have any dogs or anything, but as soon as I walked outside, it was the awfulest musky smell I've ever uh, encountered. Never had anything like that of any animal or anything else. And uh, my cat, I was looking for my outside cat, and it was uh, nowhere to be found. Uh, later I did find it, but it was nowhere to be found then. And I heard the rustling, and uh, it sounded like someone ran out of sight. And after about uh, maybe a minute, uh, the smell went away. But it was, it was something that was really hard to describe. Uh, so that was kind of uh, item two in uh, my events. And you can, you can see those in your mind, even though that happened maybe uh, eight or nine years ago on that road. I can see that in my mind as clear as day. Yeah, they have a, a tendency to, to uh, really imprint on people when they when you have a run-in like that. Yeah. Especially and, when you're uh, not, especially when you're really not expecting to, to see that on the side of the road of all things. Yeah, you, you, you mentioned that at the start of your, your uh, encounter there that you, you didn't want to tell anybody. Was there any particular reason why you didn't want to share this experience with anyone? Uh, well, the, my only thought was uh, they're going to think I'm some sort of uh, idiot or, <laughs> you know, seeing maybe something else besides what I did see. You know, everybody has to rationalize it out. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, everybody has a rational explanation if it's not them that uh, had seen it. And that's, I, I just kind of kept that to myself. Uh, told, talked to my brother, especially after uh, uh, the night we had about six months after I seen that with the uh, big smell and, uh, you know, the, uh, all of his animals going crazy. And, and that's when I decided to tell my brother about that. Yeah. What, what did you do in the meantime? I mean, when people, at least from, from my own experience, is when, when people have, you know, accidental run-ins with, with these beings uh, uh, it, and, and they don't want to share it with anybody, like, did it send you down some kind of, like, rabbit hole? Like, were you looking up research? Were you researching the Sasquatch? Were you doing any information searching, searching for information well, or anything like that? Well, I did go on the website uh, 
I don't know which one it was. I haven't been on there for a little while, but uh, immediately I went on this website where people had uh, the uh, Bigfoot experience and was writing theirs, and I decided to write mine. That was uh, it. Felt good to uh, pour that out at the time, and uh, I uh, got uh, the more. I think, of course, if anybody. Uh, has something like that, they look into it, you know, whether it's on the internet or sightings or anything of that nature. Yeah. And uh, especially the smell, you know, that, that the second time, that smell just, I, I'd heard about that, but never had, uh, I just never had encountered that before. That was uh, striking. Had you heard that term, skunk ape, up until that point? Uh, I had, but I hadn't given it, given it that much thought. And until I, uh, I said, wow, that applies. <laughs> you know, it, it was just uh, amazing. I never thought anything could be like that. Anything. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've never experienced that smell. And, you know, I've talked to quite a few people who have. And it's always the most intrusive, overwhelming, just, you can't even, there's yeah. nothing to compare it to. So I, I, I kind of understand your description but you know it's something i don't think i want to experience either <laughs> <laughs> i don't think so either you know and of course my little place up here in tennessee was completely surrounded by woods uh not 50 foot around the house you know it was all pine trees and stuff like that and uh when, when as soon as i stepped out the door it was the uh most unimaginable musky ha- uh, just a harsh musky smell yeah, and I had I didn't really know what it was then, but as I sit back and thought, I, I thought, well, wow, that uh, probably that has to be what that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, l- let's take a step back here, Robert, really quickly. And and you mentioned, you know, in your description that you know, as you're driving and you come around this corner, come around the bend, and you see this thing standing there. Now, what could you make out? What kind of details could you could you see on this on this thing? Like his hair color, how tall he was, yeah. that sort of thing. It's a thing. Well, it was. It was it had to be tall. It had to be uh, between six and seven foot minimum. Uh, it was very tall, and immediately, like I say, it kind of went down on all fours. The legs uh, and the arms were kind of proportional. They weren't. Uh, you know, the legs weren't big and uh, muscular more than the uh, arms were, but it went down as if it, it. It was as startled as I was. I could tell, and. Uh, and immediately just put its face down toward the uh, curb of the road. It was standing that close, you know, on the gravel curb of the road. And uh, it was it was not at all big and muscular. It was kind of thin. So I'm thinking, well, maybe it uh, was very young. And in this area, uh, there were very, very few uh, houses at uh, within maybe half a mile or so of each other. Very, very few and a lot of rolling hills and uh, just a lot of forest. So I'm thinking, well, there's no, uh, and, and I've been been through there several, several times. I mean, hundreds of times. Uh, there's no cattle ranches within uh, miles or anything like that. So I, I have to ask, because I've only heard this a few times in the, you know, the few years that I've been doing this show, though. Yeah, I've I've never seen like with my own sighting, it was just standing there. There was nothing overly overly um, sensational about it. It was just standing there, staring at us. 
and I didn't see it move. I didn't see it walk or anything like that. But you watched it drop down to all fours. Now that's kind of a an uncommon thing. Like, and and I I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but is there any way you can describe how that looked? Like, did it kind of contort its body? Like, did it look like joints went out of place? That sort of thing. Yeah, it w- it would be almost like you were running. And then you stopped and like kind of fell with your hands forward. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Like you would stop quickly and you would kind of put your hands out and you would be down on all. That's what I mean by all fours. Uh, Its hands were down on the uh, on the curb of the road, the gravel part. And it looked like it was just like stopping short, like it had been running and just stopped short. And it was almost kind of leaning back with its body. That is very uh, fascinating. Uh, That's very, very fascinating. And so my assumption was that uh, it was ran, running to cross the highway. And I surprised it as much as it surprised me. Because it uh, probably didn't see my lights or even hear my vehicle. till I got that close. Because I was coming around a curve. Very sharp curve going downhill. You must have had you must have had a million thoughts going through your mind when you came around that bend. <laughs> Can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> For any... about the next two or three hours, yeah. <laughs> Is there any way you can kind of kind of go back there right now and just kind of you know kind of share with us what you were thinking when you seen this thing standing there? Yeah. Uh, well, as uh, my first thought was after after about a half a mile i thought wow maybe i should turn around and then of course i talked myself right out of that uh no use <laughs> in turning around if it was anything uh, you know that shy as to see me coming it would be gone and so there would be no use in turning around it was heavily forced on both sides of the road so there's nothing i could do about that and then uh like i say the uh I, I thought about it, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. And I thought, uh, <laughs> I thought uh, I'm a believer in something. Uh, I just don't know exactly what it was. Uh, but uh, now I believe that in all the uh, heavily forced areas, uh, there could very well be something there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are millions and millions of acres that are just completely unexplored by, by humans. Like it, it, people exactly. tend to think that, you know, the world is quite small, but it's, <laughs> we are the ones no. that are quite small. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's exa- I was in the Tetons one time, not just for a comparison. And as far I was on top of a mountain in the Tetons, as far as I could see was just uh, virgin forest everywhere. And I'm thinking uh, that could, nobody's explored all this could not possibly be. So, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. So you, you fast forward some time later, and you you finally tell someone. You tell your brother. Now, what, what did your brother say to you? Like, was it any? Was it any? Like, he, my my brother, uh, uh, he uh, uh, he took it uh, for face value what I was telling him. I mean, he believed me. Uh, he didn't know what quite to think, you know, quite what to think either, because he, of course, wasn't there. So uh, he took my word for what I seen, and uh, uh, and then after we had that experience with that smell and his animals going crazy, uh, he thought, well, very, very well could be something even closer to us. Uh, I sat down uh, with. Uh, I'm a boat captain down here in Fort Lauderdale, as a matter of fact. Uh, 
So it just the other night I had an, an occasion to celebrate my birthday and we were all at a restaurant, uh, two or three other captains and a couple of the mates. And uh, we were all sitting around and something came up that prompted people saying uh, uh, what they have seen that they couldn't explain. And it was started out as UFOs and they asked me and I said, I'm not sure if i ever seen a uso I've, I've probably seen things in the air i couldn't explain uh, but then i told them the story of what i just uh, related to you guys and uh, uh they they believed me right away they did not doubt it a bit and these are uh, like i say these are boat captains educated people yeah so so it's not just uh you know uh You'd be surprised. You, I, I really think you'd be surprised. I, I recently hosted a, a conference here, a Sasquatch conference here where I live. And, mm-hmm. you know, not everyone who attended was is a believer. There actually, there was a couple of people there that were, were kind of skeptical on the whole subject. But they, you know, they were, it, it was a nice refreshing change to see someone actually kind of open their mind a little bit to, uh, to the possibilities. You, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And, you know, and it's there's a little there's that wall of fear that people have that they need to overcome if they want to express you know what they saw that day or, or what you saw that day for that for that matter and it, it takes a lot of courage I'll, I'll give you that it takes a lot of courage to tell people you know what, what you saw and to share your experiences and like and, and such so i applaud you yeah <laughs> well oh, thank you thank you very much oh, and, and happy uh, birthday yeah. <laughs> Oh, thanks again. I appreciate that. But uh, people should. They, they come out with it. I mean, uh, things uh, are what they are. You know, we can't, we can't, uh, we're not, just like you say, we're a very small part of this world. And uh, there's so much that we don't know or cannot explain. I've seen that on my days underwater. Uh, you know, a whole lot of uh, things I've seen out in the water that's, uh defies uh, common knowledge so yeah. uh the, just uh people have to uh, tell their stories yeah well i'm sure you have tons of stories about uh, being on the ocean and seeing must have been a ton of things that you just can't put put a, a label on exactly yeah yeah well let me ask you this bob yes sir what did you what did you know about Sasquatch before before this happened before that night? What, did you know anything about Sasquatch, or did you just assume it was a, a myth? I had uh, the only uh, information I had was on some of the programs that were on television, uh, you know, and uh, some of them are, are are real, some of them are made for TV. It seemed like uh, a lot that I've seen over the years, you know, fifteen twenty years ago. Uh, everybody was trying to capitalize on it. I guess they may still be. Uh, and some of it didn't look real. And a lot of it you just wrote off. I did. I didn't really uh, give it much thought, you know, I, uh, until that night. <laughs> After that night, uh, I was firmly convinced uh, uh, there's, there's things out there. We do not know what that is. If I, I can, I've been around bears. I've been around, of course, all different other animals. And uh, I spent some time in South America as well. So I've seen a lot of things uh, that we know of uh, that I did not know, did not understand. And what's your understanding some, now? Uh, my understanding is uh, I think it could very well be uh, a... Uh, Bigfoot, man, ape, skunk ape, whatever the case may be, it was something 
uh, along what I've heard other people speak about. And that's one of the reasons I went uh, on to that website to listen and, uh, you know, or read the other stories and compare them to mine. And uh, uh, a lot of uh, descriptions are different uh, from smaller uh uh, animals that they'd seen to larger muscular animals that uh, they seen but of course uh, any mammals not born full size they've got to grow so uh, you would uh, naturally I think get different impressions and different sizes uh, in your uh, sightings yeah I think and just as a side note I, I kind of believe that they they adapt to their environment much like humans do you know you know, you, 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 yes. yeah, you, you live in a hotter environment, your skin is darker, you know, just to fight off the sunburn, that sort of thing. I, I do believe that they, they adapt to their environment much like we do, or, you know, much, I, we, we adapt I, like they, they do so. I think so. If, if you look at the uh, Yeti, uh, you in the uh, Far East, uh, in a snowy environment, it's white. Uh, so is a polar bear. Uh you know, because it's in a colder environment, it has over the years it has to, uh, uh, you know, adapt somewhat. The ones with so much air uh, may be in a rainy or colder environment than the uh, ones that uh, could be in a more southern environment where it's uh, nice and hot and dry. So, but I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this other question then. So, you, you live in an area where there's a lot of forest. And, you know, yes. after this sighting, after this, this encounter happened, you know, were, were there any events that you thought back and thought, you know what, that it was kind of unexplained then, you know, maybe had something to do with, with this being that I saw. Did, did that kind of, did, did anything kind of, those two things kind of <laughs> mesh together? Well, the only thing is I'd been a lot of, uh, a lot in a lot of area where I would see uh, uh, maybe a pile of bones. Uh, and I don't know if this could be applied or not, but a pile of bones, whether it be a goat or uh, another animal, you know, a smaller animal or a medium-sized animal like the, uh, and you come across it and say, well, it died and some other animal just stirred the bones up. But then I thought, well, maybe uh, something uh, caught this particular animal and uh, what, however devoured it or whatever and left the pile right there. And I thought, uh, well, there's nothing else that I know of that could do that. Was is something that uh, could be almost uh, in, of a human form or something like that that would do that. Yeah. So uh, I, I have seen that a lot. In, uh, at, in I thought back on that, and I told my brother that the very same thing. Yeah. Like there was no, like there's no like howls or strange screams in the woods or any or, or you know noises that you can't really explain that anything like that. I wish I could recall. I do not. I can't. So I I don't know. I I never. I kind of took that path of remembrance, trying to uh, find that. Yeah. Uh, there's been a few just, times when I've been out in the woods too, and you know you hear weird things, and then you don't really attribute it to anything because you can't explain it. So there's no point in trying to. So, and then, you know, once you have an encounter with these, these beings and then it's like, Oh, you know what? Maybe one plus one is two over here. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. Right. Yeah. Everybody, I think, you know, everybody that's been, of course, I've had boats and 
different uh, camping experiences up in the uh, Tennessee area, Kentucky area, and all in through there, heavily wooded. And you hear things and you kind of chalk it up that that's maybe some animal. I don't know uh, uh, what kind it is, but it's just some animal everybody knows about, right? I mean, you would think that, that uh, it's not anything out of the ordinary, even though I've never heard that noise before or that cry out or whatever. And did this whole, did this whole thing did it change you at all? Like, I mean, has it changed you psychologically or anything like that? Has it has it like, for instance, has it like made you more open minded to other things or, 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 or? Uh, I don't know. I, I I've always been sort of open minded, but uh, uh, yeah, that 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 brings me. I am not nearly as skeptical as I used to be. I mean, I was I was somewhat <laughs> of a skeptic. I am not any longer. You know, I, I can say that. So yeah. if uh, whatever uh, I'm, I'm assuming in my lifetime, maybe I'll see something and uh, it may be that I'll take someone's explanation for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of people, when they have these run-ins, like, like much like yours, you know, they, they kind of wish that didn't happen. Yeah. Are you in the same boat or do you consider yourself to be fortunate that you had this encounter? I think so. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm glad I did, uh, because sometimes we can be uh, full of ourselves sometimes and think, well, we know all there is to know, especially about uh, the creatures that are around us and uh, everything. Like, I think we're uh, kind of taught to know to know or to assume that we know, and uh, that uh, that was something completely uh, different, completely different. So, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, I'm open to about anything now, yeah. if uh, whatever happens. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a happy byproduct of have being you know scared crapless for for a few seconds. <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I may yeah. put it put it in some certain words. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I mean, I've been, I've had a lot of experiences uh, in my day. Uh, I was in a, a Marine Corps. I've. Uh, like I say, I've had a lot of uh, tough experiences, even uh, in my private life, uh, traveling out of the country. Uh, but uh, I never had anything, and I've been, in, in, uh, you know, everybody's been scared about something. I've never had the hair on the back of my neck uh, go up like it did that night after, as soon as I passed. And that's the reason, I, one of the reasons I couldn't just hit the brake and hop out and take a look i did not want to stop yeah. uh initially you know and then when i thought about it of course i couldn't have been done any good but uh that uh that is striking yeah. to me yeah how, how did you sleep that night uh i didn't sleep very well you replay it uh <laughs> i think anybody that comes across a situation like that's going to replay it uh it's the same as having uh uh, a bad at fault accident or something, you replay it all in your mind, second guess whatever you've done. And uh, I did that for a couple of nights. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I completely understand. I had a, a kind of a, a run in with one that I, I really wasn't expecting. It, it took a couple of days to get over. And I, I, I'll never forget because that, that, as you're explaining the hair on your neck standing up, I, I absolutely 100% yeah. know what you're, t what you're talking about and that feeling that just, yeah. Yeah, nope, look at my hair on my arms yes, stood up again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. 
Well, would you want to see another one if he had the opportunity? Like, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think uh, uh, because it, just like you say, as as you investigate a little bit, uh, you find out there's not a lot of people's been beat to a pulp by a, a, a or at least lived to tell about it. Uh, so I think uh, this uh, animal, to call it that. Uh, isn't a uh, completely violent uh, animal that it was going? It's going to uh, attack unless uh, it. I think we got in its way. Is if that makes any yeah. sense? Or, uh, I, I so I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't care a bit from a distance right away. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, after on, that, on your terms. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Well, what are, what are your impressions of of the Sasquatch now? I mean, you, you must have done some some research and looking at videos and that sort of thing, like you mentioned earlier. Like, what, yeah, what do you I think have. they are now? Like, what, what what do you think about them now? I uh, my thought is it's a uh, creature uh, that uh, survives day to day. I think uh, people say, well, why haven't we seen any bones of the actual? Uh, uh, Sasquatch somewhere or, or some indication. Well, there's a lot of animals. We don't see any indication at all after they're gone. Uh, so that's not a, a, a valid, uh, point. Uh, I just think, uh, I think they're out there trying to survive every day. Like any, uh, any other animal besides humans do, you know, you, uh, you wake up, you want to eat, drink and, uh, survive any uh wound that you may have or whatever and uh do that every day and i think that's uh i think that's the scheme of the whole thing that they're doing yeah well said well robert i'm going to say i'm going to let you go here now but i want to say thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show today i i sincerely appreciate it thank you so much sir i i certainly appreciate it as well and if anybody would like to talk to me i, I feel free i don't mind a bit excellent excellent Okay, and for the listeners, if you guys just want to hang around, we're going to close out the show. Stay there. And we're back, everyone. We are back to pull a pin on this one. But, of course, we're not going to do that until we give Robert a huge thank you. Uh, or Bob. Robert, Bob. Thank you so much. I, I do appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, you know, I, I don't get too many people from that area of uh, North America coming on the show and sharing with us their experiences with with the Sasquatch. But when I do, I'm always fascinated by it because there, there's something different about them. I, I don't know what it is, and I can't place my finger on it. And uh, But th there's something different about them, and I would love to learn more about it. You know, so if you're from that area and you had an experience, and get a hold of me. But I'd love to hear more stories there. That whole dropping down to all fours, that really has me perplexed. You know, it, it, it's almost like they're, you know, they're contorting their body. They're transforming themselves to be more efficient or more, uh, more, more agile, more quicker. You know, there's something to that. And I want to know more about that as well, so. <laughs> if you've had an experience like that, then get a hold of me as well. Uh, Nicola Valley Bigfoot at gmail.com. Um, but anyway, Robert, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that was a fun one, don't you think? Uh, I think we're going to wrap this one up, though. Um, once again, if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, 
Uh, you can email me at nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. That's N-I-C-O-L-A. nicolavalleybigfoot at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. But like I mentioned, we are going to wrap this one up. But you know what? Get outside. You know, go enjoy this nice, beautiful summer weather that we're having. It is, uh, uh, I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but you know, it's about 25 degrees Celsius. Uh, <laughs> to my American listeners, I don't know what that translates to, but it's a warm day. It's a beautiful warm day. Let's just put it that way. We can all agree on that. that that's uh, the, the, the summer weather should be enjoyed. Let's put it that way. But uh, anyway, guys, until next week, we have another good one for you next week. So uh, definitely tune in. And uh, until then, I'll talk to you later. Bye.